This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So Wednesday 12th of April 2023, uh, this evening's show, we are discussing the uh, Good Friday horror show against Cardiff and the subsequent removal of uh, Mick McCarthy, the appointment of Stephen Dobby as caretaker manager, uh, and the change of style and approach, which showed some promise at Luton, but ultimately ended in yet another 3-1 defeat, the third in a row. I'm John Aspinall, and this is Seasiders podcast. Extra time show, or what should we call it? Not a cracking Easter. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the stream. Sorry, we're a bit late, having a few audio, audio uh, problems, but we're now we're now resolved. Looking at no one, uh, Nick. It wasn't plugged in. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, well, I say it wasn't plugged in. It it had become unplugged, and I hadn't known. It was all fine when I uh, when I was getting ready ten minutes ago, and I noticed uh, the little uh, jack plug on the floor. Thought, mm-hmm. That might be something to do with it. Well, good evening, everyone. Sorry for the uh, the late start. Uh, you wouldn't have thought Nick was the most experienced panellist on this uh, show, <laughs> To be fair, it's normally Tim who has these issues is. and he's not here, so I'm uh, I'm channeling the spirit of uh, <laughs> Michael Portillo. He's out on another jaunt. <laughs> so, Kia. He's had another um, one of his holidays, isn't he? In Granada, seeing some ruins. Quite apt since the, our season is ruined. Um yeah, so we're going from our oldest panellist, Nick, to uh, one of our new ones. Um, Gricey, welcome, Andy. Good to have you on, mate. Thank you very much. Audio working off the bat, consummate well, professional. Obviously, I sp- spoke to Nick beforehand and he gave me the, the all good to go here, yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy, do you, want, do you want to just introduce yourself to those who don't know? Um, uh, another one of the many people that were litigated in against... Uh, I are illustrious former owners, along with the, the chap above you, Mr. Ragazzino now. Yeah, it was an interesting period, wasn't it? It was mm. just um, like 
I, I didn't ask for it, to be fair. Um, they they decided to get me involved by uh, Sam Oyston's uh, legendary tweet. Um, so uh, that, that really got me involved and I asked him very, very nicely to apologise. He didn't, so... Uh, we were we were where we were, and uh, and that settled in the right way. And then they were after me then, and he, they weren't going to let it go. And so uh, um, I ended up back in court, <laughs> back in court, um, and uh, defending myself. But they paid twenty grand out, and it never cost me a penny. So they got some good days around the great, yeah. Though, I, I went and pecked the Afroman's head, yeah. made sure I helped myself to about fifteen cups of tea <laughs> yeah. a day. Yeah, it's good. And yeah. um, then, I, but as Raggy's alluded to plenty of times, it's uh, you know we all used to go to the football, didn't we? And you, you know everyone to give you a nod of the head to and things like that. But this that supporting Blackpool through those times brought you all together. Then running the casino. Um, and able to use it as a little bit of a base to, for protesters to come and meet up and, and, and for people to come and use the hospitality um, uh, and those sort of things. That that really made uh, massive friendships that are ongoing, really. Mm. Um, and now, as Raggy, again, has alluded to, that you, you know so many of the fan base now. Whereas we didn't know that many before, as such, we just knew them as like little acquaintances that you never used to speak to. But now you know so many, and you can go around the ground and talk and talk and talk about the the days, and just let's get back to the good days, really. And Raggy, the the good good days have gone. Have you been drinking the the Raggy Aid this season? Are we staying up this this season? How much Raggy Aid's gone down? Yeah. The good days haven't gone. Just temporary. Temporary, this blip. It's just a little blip. We're just out of form. I feel like we played ourselves back into form on on, uh, on Monday, so I think there might be a five-game winning streak coming, and then uh, we'll have a good summer. Right, so we're here to recap the Easter, the Easter games. The first one we'll bring up on the screen, uh, the team lineup shift us there, which was Blackpool versus Cardiff on Good Friday, Nick. It wasn't a very good Friday, but this is how we lined up. Maxwell, Gabriel, Nelson, Husband, Thompson, Connolly, Carey, Patino, Bowler, Pervader and Rogers. In fact, we'll come back to Raggy first, just on this. Now, uh, the report <coughs> that you gave of the meeting with the players and uh, to the directors, we won't go into the details, so the audio's gone out there. But um, one thing that stuck with me with your report was things will change for this game, i.e. the inclusion of... Paveda, Rogers, and Bowler, and probably the first time these three have played together all season. But um, Mad Mick just couldn't help himself, could he? He couldn't pick the team the fans wanted without making the defence shit and the midfield shit. And that was the that was what we saw there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, the the they uh, suggested we might just uh, see a better side on the Friday and. We did attacking wise, uh, but like anyone else, I and I've said all season, get your best players on the pitch in the right positions, and uh, we did at the front end of the pitch, but not. Uh, well, you can't have Fury and Lions on the bench, can you? You, you can't have them on the bench. So, but he did. Uh, Dom Thompson, 
he's not he's not a football player. I don't care what anyone says. How can you have him in above Lions? And, uh, I don't know. Nick, don't know. Uh, over to you then. Your reactions when you when you saw that that team sheet? Yeah, well, um, obviously Yates missing was a big blow. You know, there's no focal point, is there, without him and playing Rogers up there? I, I can't be too critical on him because it, it's just he's not he's not a number nine, is he? He's not an out and out striker, so. Um, similar to Raggy, don't know what Thompson was doing in there. Um, obviously, we know we talk about whether Maxwell should start every week, and it was never going to happen under Mick McCarthy. Um, so that wasn't a massive surprise. But again, Andy Lyons for me, he's been one of the few bright spots of this season since he's come in January. He's already our second top scorer, um, and and should, should be starting for me. Um, did worry a bit about the midfield in terms of, you know, will Cardiff be too physical for us? Will we lose the midfield battle? Um, and as we'll, <laughs> we'll go on to talk about, I think we lost every battle on, uh, in that first 38 minutes that I, uh, that I stayed for anyway. But yeah, it, it wasn't great, was it? Andy, over to you. Um, what, what do you think is going through Mad Mick's mind when he's picked that, that side there? I think where's the quickest way to the psychiatric ward? Um, because I just up pick my holes in it, just like Grimshaw for Maxwell's a no-brainer to me. I, and as a, I said to Steve Banks at half-time, I cannot for the life of me understand why our best goalkeeper is sitting on the bench. Just can cue the blank expression back. Um, I question whether anyone at the club actually realises that Lion play, Lions played a lot of games on the left for Shamrock Rovers. I question Tim's said that. this on numerous occasions, hasn't he, on air? I, I just, he, he's twice the player Thompson is. He's twice the player. And and the other thing is, if you're going to play all the attacking players, you have to have, and, and if you do that with attacking fullbacks like Gabriel, maybe we have to have a central two in midfield and then just one pushing off them. So I know people, it splits people's opinion, but like Connolly, with players available, Connolly and Dugo, if we're going to play a load of attacking players, no problem, and attacking fullbacks, no problem, then Dougal and Connolly have to play because they have to be, give us a more solid midfield play, team that can then can compete with physical players and we just go over a run, don't we? You know, and if that's Patino in front of them that can then play or if, you know, if it's Carey, then it's Carey. But like maybe with two holding players, then that Patino may be able to Im- influence the forward play a lot better. So that's, that's how I see it. And, um, like obviously we, we were hankering after these, the the three up the three players we've got there up front, but we wanted them with Yates as well, you know. But so we just have to uh, we have to suck it up. Mad Mick lost the plot, didn't he? Raggy, do you reckon he's just trying to piss the fan base off with that team selection, particularly the omission of Lions, particularly the omission, you know, what I mean, dropping uh, Fiorini. Um, yeah, omission. That's the Ol- one. Omission. 
Yes. Uh, no, I, no I, I don't think he's trying to piss the fan base off because that's the sort of teams he would just regularly pick. Random random teams that none of us, none of, oh, none, of, none of the rest of the fan base would have picked him, that's for certain. So, um, I don't think so. I think he was probably just being left behind by modern day football. Come to a club, I think I've said it before, he, he will have gone to clubs in the past, like Cardiff, where they were pretty crap, but a load of big lads and come up with a system to fight and battle. He came here with not, that. that's not the squad of players he's got. He's actually got, I think, relatively good football players that want to attack. And from day one, he's had it the other way around. And uh, you can blame him and whoever brought him here for that. Because, uh, I mean, I won't say I didn't, I wasn't uh, up for it when he came. I was, I thought, oh, that seems like a relatively reasonable decision. But that's not, we're not making them decisions behind the scenes, are we? I don't know who saw saw that squad and thought he'd fit that. Um, you know, people say, oh, I should have brought, should have got Warnock here instead. He'd have been the same. Gets a big system, a lot of lads fight. He wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been. I think Huddersfield have got generally squad, a bigger think. team anyway, haven't they? So, it, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think as well, right, well if right. you, if you're going to play the team that you play, Fiorini had to play. If you're going to play that sort of group, then Fiorini has to play. He has yeah. to. He's he's one of the best. I mean, I don't, I don't watch, I don't, I don't watch much uh, Premier League football to be honest, right? But do Manchester City have two holding midfielders or two big burly central midfielders that that go around knocking everyone off the ball? I don't know if they do or they don't. No, I'm just asking the question because. Sometimes when you've got better, better technical players, you, you might not necessarily need that. Players who are much better at retaining the ball, aren't they? And they can they can just outpass teams. I think our problem is we just get overrun, we don't hold on to the ball, and we don't build any patterns of play. If you've got players who can retain the ball all day, it's great, and you can do that. You know, and they're all comfortable on the ball, whether there's someone on them or there's someone you know stepping off them. Um, we just. We just don't have that. You know, the amount of times this season you've seen, it's like they've got the ball and they've got to get rid of it. They're, they're scared of, of uh, you know, trying to pass or doing something different. And maybe that's just confidence when you're on a, the losing streak that, that we're on, you know, one winning 20-odd games or whatever it is. But, you know, I, when I say when I saw that lineup, I just thought, are we, are we just going to get out-muscled? And, you know, it was the typical... First ten minutes, we have a, a decent enough start. That you know the ground's rocking, that and then the our opponents work us out after ten or fifteen minutes. It's like right, okay, we've seen what they're about. Now let, let's let us do our thing. And it, we've seen it's rinse and repeat, isn't it? You know, I suppose regardless of which eleven start, most of the time um, we start okay, and then the the opposition work us out, and inevitably we we go on and lose the game. Unfortunately. Connor Wickham opened the scoring, uh, a soft goal. And uh, I think when we went 2-0 two, two down, was it a mistake from Husband? Um, did he, didn't he head it on to that player? I can't remember the second goal. For the second, yeah. Hubby, Hubby's got to head it back to Maxwell and uh, not got enough on it. Kind of 50p headed it a bit. And uh, their players nipped in and, and rounded Maxwell and, and slotted in. And for the first goal... Um, you know, there's maybe a quite again with Maxwell. He, he he looks like he's going to start to come for it, and doesn't. And again, I don't know if that's just a confidence thing, or or what. Um, 
he just seems to shrink. You know, he doesn't, he's not somebody who commands an area. You know, he's shouting for it. He's going for it. He's getting that no matter what. Even if he doesn't catch it, you know, he gets a decent punch on it. You know, I wonder if the defence as well are, are, are in two minds as well. What's what's the keeper going to do here? Mm. You know, and it, it's game over, isn't it, then in the first 20-odd minutes or whatever, unfortunately. I don't think we enjoyed digging Maxwell out, but we dropped, we dropped Grimshaw because he let three in at Rotherham. That's and, the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, and, you, and Maxwell can let in three every week and still plays. Yeah, although I would say I don't necessarily think... It, you know, the, the problem is much deeper rooted than which keeper's playing here. Um, I don't think it's a case of Grimmy comes in and it's all sweetness and light. We're picking up no. three points every other week. I still think he's in for a tough time. We might not be getting beat 3-1, but I don't necessarily think it solves everything. But I agree with your point, Andy, that you look at what, what Grimmy was out of the team for, um, we've seen probably more mistakes from Maxwell, unfortunately, and, and he's still in. And I don't know, because I thought, Maybe with Dobby coming in, fresh start, is he gonna is he gonna give Grimmy his chance? That's the, the third manager now who's who seems like he's sticking with um Maxwell. So you wonder is what's happening in training, you know, is there a I don't know. you know, we'd be guessing but Well from the from from the brief conversation I've had with Maxwell the other day, mm-hmm. he he is their leader. He's the leader of that team. So whether that is him talking himself always into uh, yeah. into the position because he's he is a a leading voice maybe I think I think it would have to be that really wouldn't it I think you're because right he, he doesn't and and I'm with you though Nick it's, it's not just Mac it's not just on Maxwell there's, there's deeper rooted problems we have got half a defence haven't we at yeah. best and uh, say getting up getting overall in midfield and. I don't know what the chance ratio is for and against this. Those like shots on target, off target, I don't know. But uh, I bet it's heavily weighted in, in the favour of the other team with Grimshaw, every week. He's a, he's a similar keeper to Maxwell in many respects. And he, I don't think he's another keeper that commands the area, as Nick said. And that's why you know, I keep banging on about Stuart Moore. I had, that, that was the difference that one game I saw him play. I saw him come for crosses. I saw him command the area. And I think I think both Grimshaw and Maxwell, I think that's an area where they both fall a bit short. And I think we we really, really need to be looking at a keeper that commands the area. Because as 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 Nick said at the Luton game, he's done the same again, hasn't he? He's he's cost us a goal through his indecisions and it's just been a pattern of, of play throughout the season. But um the game itself then, one little thing I've put up uh, here, pub bounces, um Quite a few of us had a few robust words with Mick McCarthy at the time, myself included, and uh, Andy. It it was kind of like, it reminded me a bit of Oyston times at the ground where you've actually got pub bouncers and massive security surrounding the technical areas, chucking people out, pushing people away when they make the no, you know, the perfectly valid opinions known to Mick McCarthy, what they think that team that he's put out. And I thought the, it, it just reminded me of those sad times um, and particularly at the end of the game, when p- the whole of the area was just cut off from people getting anywhere near the technical area, I thought this is a really bad situation the club is in now, and something has to change. I've had to go on top of the tunnel to make my voice known. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, in all seriousness, it's 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 not good. And and the the club that they were saying that 
we're only trying to protect our colleagues. We're only trying to protect our colleagues and things like this. But like, look, if if we're on the run that we're on, we're, or and and the football is played the way it is, and everyone can stomach losing. Everybody can stomach losing, right? In our fan base, we're not we're not a stupid bunch, and we we don't think we de- we've got a divine right to win every week or anything like that, right? We want to play with some kind of hope, and that was not playing with some kind of hope to me. And and I think if fans want to have a say, they've got a right to have the say in that in that circum- circumstance. And and if the club want to surround all that area with uh, with bouncers and throwing people around and stuff, it's just not not great, is it? It's just not great. It's just horrible um and uh they they need to have a bit of a look well to be fair it's on the club isn't it because they made all these appointments in the first place they've led us to this point the lack of recruitment and there's two subsequent managerial appointments post christianly have 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 been pretty uh um naive i would say and there you go, Rocky. Were you were you surprised to see this um, beefing up of security, or were you were you expecting it given what happened with the with the training ground security and all that? Well, I've got no, I've got I've I've gone what? by that time, but uh, no, it, it, just what you said there makes me sad to hear. It made me sad to hear it because that's exactly the time it takes you back to under them shysters and having security everywhere now. They might have to take some sort of precautions to put people there, knowing that people might uh, be over there venting the spleen. But you don't need to be pushing people away. No one's going on there to attack anybody. And they know this. And uh, so doing that, pushing people away, man, no, rubbish. And it is on the club. They shouldn't be doing it. And if they are putting people there, they should foresee that's going to happen and make it very clear to those employed that uh, we expect a certain level. They weren't even proper security. They weren't matchday stewards. They were literally pub bouncers that I've seen. I've seen on. I've seen them yeah. knobheads on the doors at Polton at the Cube, and I know I know who they are. I've seen them before, and I know they like a fight. I've seen them do it, and that's yeah. what they were doing. They were loving it. So the the club has employed yeah. these these yeah. types of. They are the pub bouncers to go and attack people, and it happened. Yeah, and it's not good enough. None of it. None of it. It needs it needs calling out like like it is being, um, but they have to address all this, all of it. We do not need to be going into next season with well, any of this, any bad feeling, any bad blood, it's anything been, like that. This season's just been a it's been a shocker from from start to end, and we've we've, we've finally uh, lost Mick McCarthy after this game. He had to go after this game. He should have gone six weeks ago. He should have gone for me. I've said this before after the Huddersfield and Rotherham home games, when he set up to draw both those games, they were games we wanted at least four points for. I think we got two. Um, so it, it wasn't really a surprise to me in the, the morning after the game. When, was it or was it the day after the day after? Uh, when McCarthy had been, he's either sacked or resigned. Um, he's like to wager whether he has sacked or resigned or been told to resign, that kind of thing. Well, it's probably one of them, isn't it? They've kind of, the club have probably set the stall out and he's said, Fair enough. I'll I'll walk. It it was kind of 
I think they said by mutual consent, you know, I can't imagine he was begging to stay. And if he was, that we'd have we'd have listened to it and relented. I think best for all parties, isn't it? It, like you say, if you're at a point where you've got security surrounding the dugout, it, it's toxic, isn't it? And it, there's there's no going back from that. Um, we're, we're pretty much down, aren't we? Barring a miracle, so it's almost like <laughs> that's the miracle. That's the miracle. There's is a quick question for you all. Do you think? They'll need it for the next home game with Dobby in charge. Absolutely not. No chance. No. I mean, he's got a free hit to a certain extent now, hasn't he? Um, and we've already seen with his with his selection at Luton that um, you know what he's trying to do. Um, so yeah, whatever happens, it's none of this is on uh, none of this is on Stephen Dobby. It's 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 what's gone before. Um, and at least I say there's hope. <laughs> you know, it's it's very very slim. Um, but he's not there, so you kind of you're gonna get that team news at, at at two o'clock on a Saturday or whatever time on a, a Tuesday night and and kind of hopefully feel right. That's giving ourselves probably the best chance rather than you feeling deflated before we've kicked a ball, which is what we've we've felt so many times this season. Um so you never know. You never know. Certainly everyone will be backing him, won't they, you know. Um and who who knows with with Raggy's positivity? You don't have another meeting with him, are you, anything, Raggy? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I thought that, well. was there a thread <laughs> on uh, a view from the tower, Ragazino out on, uh, on Saturday night. Well, I got a few. I got a few. I got a few text messages <laughs> yeah. that night off random numbers. Probably, probably been, most likely not Ben. I bet you, I bet you had your head in your hands, Raggy, didn't you? When the third call was going off. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, but it was yeah, brilliant yeah, that yeah. what what yeah, you yeah. said it was brilliant. I have full respect for you for what you did and what you said to them. I thought it was a, a, a yeah, at least at least you've tried. Well, you've got to try. I just got to try something. Listen, some people don't agree with it, and I understand why. And some people say it makes it all look tin pot, and I understand why. But no, I'm someone that will get involved, and I can't be one to just sit back and do nothing. There's plenty of people just moan and whinge on social media or whatever platforms they're on. And they'll just spend the whole life whinging. I'll always do something, whether it's right or wrong. I'll do it at the time when I think it's right. And if I can, and by the way, you know, that, that meeting came about first and foremost. I had, a, I, I went there on the Monday night to speak to Brett and Ben because they were worried about the training ground, people turning up, which is fair enough. And then when we were there, that's when it was just suggested that what about meeting the players? And that was it. And there was no, there was nothing behind it. There was no structure behind it. I turned up on the Wednesday and just straight into the room. It's like, well, here we go. And you've all, listen, you've all heard me go off before about how good this club is and the history of it. And that was pretty much how it was going, you know. Uh, but that's just how it came about. It wasn't, uh, there was no massive plan around it or anything like that. But look, I just went there because I said what I said. They contacted me because they wanted to, call off the training ground bit and uh, that's where it came from but I'll always try and do something whether it's uh, right or Andy, wrong Andy let's come to you uh, let's look at this comment from um, Neil Fraser and what, what do you think of this um, Neil said yeah managerial appointments have been poor they've had so but we they they, I think I mean we Neil we've had so many injuries controversial opinion that have gone down this season no matter what Critchley or whoever you're shaking your head Andy I disagree 
I disagree. I think if we'd have been set up properly um, and we'd have played our best players at the right times, I, I, quite honestly, I, I think we'd have got out of this. Uh, we wouldn't be in it. Um, the fact that we're, we're in it now is just a um, subsequent of lack of co- confidence now, I think. Um, we don't look like we we're going to get out of it. We'll well, I'll have a shower in Raggy Aid tomorrow morning, and then uh, I'll think. Uh, obviously, five wins out of five is on the way, but it's. Uh, <laughs> well, if, if you're going to get four, you might as well get five, aren't you, Raggy? Really, you you don't want to send the people to Norwich yeah. on the last yeah, day and have a them. poor last day. They might as well win there. <laughs> no, but we might have. To- we, we might have to pick to lose the Mill or Norwich to keep the numbers out of the playoffs, absolutely. so we'll pick that one. Cheer the kit man up. There you go. Who keeps going around my house. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's a... I, I, just, I just think there's been poor decisions made by Appleton and McCarthy. And and I was an advocate of Appleton out, but I don't think he'd have made some of the horrific decisions that McCarthy has. And and when you when you slip back and think to the Huddersfield and Rotherham games, which you've done. Can you remember that period of about five minutes in the Huddersfield game where it was just have it, and they were saying have it, and we were saying have it, and they were saying have it, and it was just like, it, 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 I just thought this is so poor. This is so poor, but it just um, epitomised what, McCarthy set out to do and he, I just don't think he had a plan I don't think he knew about our players I don't think he knew the strengths the subsequence of people like Lions whether he played on the left or right or whatever they just don't know what these players can do and so it needed someone from our fan base to go in the changing room and say oh by the way he can do this he can do this he can do this he plays well in that system he doesn't play well in that system and so he didn't have to make all the mistakes finding it out, which has subsequently put us in this load of pile of dog crap that we're in now. Same question to you, Nick. Would we um, have gone down no matter what? I mean, it has been horrendous, hasn't it, the injuries? And even when, you know, we signed... And suspensions. Yeah, and you sign Tribal and think, right, maybe he's the one who can just help it knit together and he gets injured. So who knows? And... You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think someone's mentioned in the comments there about we'd have been better off keeping Appleton, and we'd, we'd probably be in a better off position because they were they were Michael Appleton players that we signed and would suit a Michael Appleton system, and certainly not a Mick McCarthy system. So I, I think the injuries definitely, definitely are a factor. And who knows? You pick up a couple of wins, the confidence goes up, and we could we could have been out of it. And the problem is when you don't. And and it's chopped and changed so much. Um, they just lose all confidence, and I know we're trying to say four wins and and we'll be okay. But I, I just don't see where the confidence is coming from to get them, unless you know Dobby can work a miracle and and instill that in them in the the short space of time he's got. Who knows? I mean, new manager, you can get that lift, can't you? But as we saw against Luton, even when we're looking okay going forward and looking a bit a bit better against a very good side in Luton, we go and gift them goals and it's, are we going to go the rest of the season being able to, one, play well and two, not make mistakes? I think the problem is for in those remaining games, we're still going to make mistakes and probably get punished. 
you know, can we can we just play well and, and eliminate the, the defensive mistakes? It, not, not, having yeah, attack, it, not having an attacker, Nick. And, and that's the other thing there. is what we're going to do with no Jerry Yates. <laughs> you know, like I say, he's the focal point and you can play all the attacking players going, but you still need a striker really, don't you? What's what's the deal with um, Brink? Is the squad set in stone now? Because I noticed uh, Brad Holmes scored a couple, didn't he? Maybe it's worth... Chucking, Chucking him, in. him in, yeah. I mean, Dobby's a striker, isn't he? He could, uh, he could, he could sign. He'd be player manager. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I've not seen an update on Yates. I know there was the um, there was the rumours, wasn't there, that he'd um, he turned up late for training or something. But it, it turns out he's got a hamstring injury or a hamstring strain. Fancy that one of our players that's having a having a tight <laughs> hamstring. I mean, that's that's unheard of, isn't it? Um, so I don't okay, know. We- if he's back, you never know. But without him, uh, it, it's going to be a real struggle. Yeah, with, with, I think without Yates fit, we can we've got absolutely no chance of pulling off this miracle. Um, Stephen Dobby, Andy uh, is is in as the manager. Maybe even though he's only forty, get him to lace his boots and get him back. I was seriously thinking this the other day. Right, he could do a job still. <laughs> given I'm the sure given the probably could in his mind. I'm sure. He, I'm sure. He, I think he could. Probably could. See in the goals he scored at Queen of the South. Oh, loads. Get him in. Get him in. Get Dobby in. He's just come in too late, hasn't he? Uh, Like, really, unless we can get the proverbial raggy miracle. Um, The The showering in raggy aid, as uh, David Moyes just put. Showering in raggy aid sounds like a niche corner of porn. <laughs> you've got a little sideline of you, Becky. You've got uh, an OnlyFans as well, have you? Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. Three ninety-nine of one. Only Raggy will have instead of OnlyFans. <laughs> that's it. There will be there will be only me on it. There'll be no one subscribing to that. Paul <laughs> certainly wouldn't, would he? He's just coming. He's just too. It, it, it's no, a bit no, too no. late for me. It's uh, it was obvious the McCarthy thing wasn't working. Um, really, from within, Dobby was the sensible alternative from within. Um, and just maybe a bit late. Did he need someone? I laughed Tomo with him, and but he's in a job now and. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You know, you needed some somebody like that with him, and maybe a dozen games to go, they they got half a chance, haven't they? Because whatever we say, Dobby will. He's been brought up in attacking football, hasn't he? He he understands 
where attacking football took us as a group, as a club. It took us right the way through, didn't it? Just attack and score more goals than the opposition, but you still got to have some solidity somewhere around the centre of the pitch. And he's got to find the personnel that can give him that. And that might mean Connolly going back into the back four, by the way. And and I'm not sure your mate John Avitt is is the uh, can carry on either. But we've got to see where we go. Yeah, um, Raggy, the th- the the thoughts of uh, Stephen Dobby. For you, I'll just I'll just mute you, Andy. While it happens, um, was was what did should this have happened a yeah, lot earlier? Uh, I know a lot of people saying hindsight's a wonderful thing, but a lot of us on air were saying he should have gone weeks ago. Is it too little, too late for me? Yeah. Well, it it, it, it was obvious, wasn't it? I mean, and, and look, we, we don't know, but I would have assumed that um, Mick McCarthy was on a bonus to keep us up. And so there was probably some issue with getting rid of him because while there's still enough points to keep us up, he'd have had an argument for that bonus, wouldn't he? I imagine he'd come to a deal over that. And that's why he's uh, he's got a percentage of it, but that's only me guessing. I don't know. So that's probably why he went on a little few games longer than he should have done. But uh, I think it was obvious right back from, like you said, the Huddersfield and Rotherham game. They were the games, yeah. weren't they? It was. Uh, it's just gone wrong. Well, then just on the eight spot, has anything come out about, right, about what, what the problem is? Well, that's that's what I've seen. So official? if it's it's not a strain, if it is just tight, then. Fingers crossed. Um, he he could be back in for Saturday, and we need him, don't we? Yeah. Is uh, that come out on I the saw official? It, so I don't it was from Matt Scrafton. I saw something on Twitter that it was a it was a tight hamstring. So um, I'd imagine. Well, whether he has a scan or not, I don't know. Um, it'll just be our luck, though, won't it? It'll it'll be tight hamstring one day, and then. It's, uh, <laughs> eight weeks out the next, you know, the way... And that would just be the cherry on the cake of the season, wouldn't it? Um, but we'll keep our fingers crossed. Okay, let's move on to yeah. to Luton. What? Again, we'll bring the uh, bring the team sheet up. Maxwell retained his place. Lions back in, thankfully. Avit, Thornley and Husband left back. Um, good news, Fiorini back in the middle with uh, Carey and... Keshi up front, Bowler. Sorry, the front three of Bowler, Hamilton, and Rogers. Andy, let's let's come to you on this. Um, I was a lot more positive as soon as I saw that, particularly with the inclusion of Lions and most importantly Fiorini. Yeah, on on the face of it, it, it doesn't look too bad. Um, but I, I still come back to the. I still come back to the goalkeeper, don't I? Always. But then, can you remember having Sterling came in? Sterling came in from Chelsea as a right back and probably played his best football as a left back. And maybe, you know, that Lions playing on the left and Gabriel on the right is is where we should be. And I'd have been happier seeing that, to be honest. Tim said be- that. Although it, Gabriel had a shocker against uh, Cardiff, didn't he? It's the worst I've ever seen him play. Maybe that- he did, but... Look what's around, you know. Look what's around him as well. So he can't, you know. He, I, I just think, you know, I, I'm happy with Fiorini. I was happy with Fiorini. I was happy with Lions in the team. Um, he's 
it's trying CJ. You know, I could see why he picked CJ against uh, rather than Pervader. and they need, they needed to track back. It was more like to track back and do. Oh, your mic's gone, Andy. Sorry, what to, to start? Um, if you just unplug your Andy, if you just unplug your um your headphones, plug them back in, and maybe something like that. Nick, let's come to you. Uh, your thoughts on that lineup? Well, certainly an improvement on on what we've seen um over recent weeks and months. Um, CJ had a probably preferred on the bench. I mean, I get it. You know, he's attacking and he's he's got pace. Um, but you just never know where you're going to get the the end product with it, do you? Um, and obviously, no Yates. It's it, the, the, there's no focal point. Um, good to see Lions in Thornley as well, um, and obviously Fiorini coming in because I think he's one of the few players, if not the only one, who can who can really pick a pass and help us just have a bit of tempo in games and not just only hang on to the ball for two or three seconds at a time. Um, and I thought, you know, certainly in that first half, we um, we, we looked a lot better at times. Um, so overall, I was a lot more pleased than, than I, I would have been um, had that bit, had Mick McCarthy still been in charge because we, you know, we probably wouldn't have seen that lineup. Raggy, we, we started the game well. Um, Fiorini made a massive difference for me in this first half and it wasn't really a mass huge surprise like I thought it would have been to see Blackpool go one up and um Lions there again. Unbelievable that he gets into these positions and he's right back. As Nick said, unbelievably again, he's now the second top scorer. But the inclusion of Fiorini um really backed up to me what a ridiculous decision it was from McCarthy to not play him in the Preston game and have him sub for these massive games. And I just thought he injected a much-needed bit of class and composure in the centre of the park. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Andy Lyons might be answered to our striking problems, why we haven't got a striker. We're going to keep him on the bench. You might as well stick him up front. But, yeah, a few things. We did play reasonably well in that first half. We seemed to be uh, hitting him on the break quite uh, comfortably. Didn't seem under threat a lot. And but there was, I said to uh, two of my mates who were watching it with, has Sonny Carey even touched the ball yet? And they both said, and they both said, said to me, I forgot, he was, I forgot he was playing. I forgot he was playing. Said, he is. Yeah, he he's not good enough. He's not good enough in that in that position yet. He's got all the attributes to be good enough in in future, but he has not. He's not good enough to be in there. But having said that, what about if he was stuck up front? Why we haven't got a striker? Because he scores, can score, he will put himself about. Um, who knows? Maybe. But I wouldn't have had him in the team, and I wouldn't have had Anderson in the team. I like that. By the way, he's one of my favourite players, Anderson. Previous before he got injured, uh, not not back to his self yet. Um, and and I wouldn't have had Hamilton in the no, team sure either. Can't. So. Shawcock, yeah, I wouldn't have had him in, but I would have. I would have Gabriel on. No. I'd have had Gabriel on. Yeah, yeah. and Lyons as the fullbacks, without a doubt. And I would have had Pervader on because if he can, if he's causing problems one area, they'll leave Josh Bowler in the other area. Um, but it, then again, it's just we're, we're a bit without a striker. Who do you put up front? Because 
I thought Morgan Rogers plays better down the left hand side every time I've seen him play. It nullifies it. It nullifies him in the game, doesn't it? If you play him, we've lost that yeah. attribute, and we've got CJ down there. So yeah, well, yeah. you can't really. Andy, put any Andy, you just stick up front, own, can you? I think Raggy's come up with a good point there, but uh, maybe maybe Kerry would be the would be the one because he would close down up the, up, up front. He can finish, um, so. He probably he's going to play high energy that like Yates does. Uh, Rogers is certainly better towards on the left hand side. Um, you know, as uh, who's alluded, who's put there that like Lions would be better as a winger, but he plays that way anyway, doesn't he? Mm. Um, I, maybe maybe Raggy's hit the nail on the head with Carey, you know, um, because um, and Anderson's been. Better than being better, our best player last year down the left mm. for a long period of the season until he got injured at Hartlepool. He was our best player on the left hand side. Um, so maybe Carey's the one, mm. you know, Lions, Lions is, is immense. Maybe Lions would play his best football, um, as a wing back, maybe. Lions um, is the only bright know. spark in this sorry season yeah, for me, isn't he? He's the only yeah. quality, he's the only player that we've signed that has improved this squad from last season. And that tells its own story. And it's mm-hmm. a sorry story at that. Okay, Nick, onto the, onto the first half then. We've, <laughs> we've competed, we've scored. And when James Husband's put in that pointless challenge and given away the free kick in the dangerous area, we all knew it was coming, didn't we? Yeah, it's. It, I've said this before many times. It's my bugbear. Just when I mean, you give a needless foul away, even if it's a bit soft, and you give the, the ref a decision to make, and all of a sudden the opposition can put a ball into the box. Um, and the commentator literally just said, "Right, get to half time now," and and they get that free kick, and and then that happens. Because you think back to be. Um, was it before that as well? We 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 mentioned CJ with you know with his pace. We we actually broke out, and and this is the frustration with CJ going to really good position, and he could have he could have played bowler in with the right pass. And this is like that 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 news thing in it where the uh, the <laughs> woman wants a little bounce for kid for those watching. Um, but yeah, he could have he could have played bowler in. Um, in on goal if it if it played it right, but you know this is CJ and he plays it and bowler has to go out wide and the chance is gone, um, and then yeah the, the the ball goes into the box and I mean Rogers could have been a, a lot better. He just kind of really put the challenge in, um, and then the guy's got all the time in the world just to curl it into the bottom corner and it's literally the last kick of the half wasn't it the ref blows straight after that and yeah I mean who knows if you keep it 1-0 you knew they would come out in the second half and, and be on the front foot um, but it, it could have been a different story but yeah it, it just kind of sums things up doesn't it that yeah as, as David Reddy's just said in the comments uh, Raggy first half played better than equalised and it killed yeah. us I think that's the worst time to concede a goal in a game of football, and it just knocked the stuffing out of us. Uh, look, that's the confidence, isn't it? That's where it's gone. 
I uh, I was saying to a few mates over the weekend, like we used to play Sunday league football, and some and I put, played for some good teams and some bad teams, and uh, even growing up, kids football. Sometimes you, you you're holding your own against a really good side, and you're all up for it, and it's nil nil, and you, or you even go one nil, and you're all right as soon as you concede one. We've boom, uh, heads go. the kids' team I managed rugby. Uh, no- we had a game this season. We were four nil up, yeah. bruising. They got one back. And they got another, and I said, we'll lose this game now. And we lost 8 4, 4 0 up, but lost 8 4. It's the momentum in a game. Yeah. Turns like that, doesn't it? It's that kind of thing. It's confidence and panic stations, and no one to put the foot on the ball, take the sting out of the game. But conceding that before half time, it's just shocking. Shocking. Every, everything should have been done to win that ball when he went in that box. Who do you blame? Do you blame Maxwell for not again? Um, but not coming. Okay. No, no. no. No, I don't really. How, how did he get so much time on the ball? The second, it shouldn't we, have even been... we just don't close down second balls, do we? It's like we've, we haven't we've got the, the hunger to get there. No, no. Should never have even got to that position. But Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's why we are where we are. So, on the on to the second it. half, um, we knew Luton were going to put us under a lot of pressure. That's what happened. Um, they're a big side. They're very well organised. Cross is coming in from either side and it, it was no... Surprise, really, that when their second goal came, there was a lot of pressure. But it was such a, again, such a soft, soft goal to concede. A ball in from the left. Maxwell's not come for it. Husband's caught in two minds what, she, what he should do. And he ends up just teeing it up for their lad to, to knock it in. An easy finish. But it's a really shit way to concede a second goal. But it's clarity of mind in pressure, isn't it? That's why, that's why they paid the money they paid, aren't it? And they have to just, if you're ever in two, you know, if there's ever any doubt, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Just That's what you get taught your kid, don't you? When in doubt, whack it out. Head it out for a corner, overhead it, into the stands. It don't matter. Just get rid of it. But you, you can't get caught in two minds like he was. It's, you know, I, I feel for him because, like, I really like the guy and, and uh, you know, I feel like it, you want him in the team because he, he he feels like he's a fighter and and things like this. But you can't make those mistakes. You just can't. It was just you know it was just a schoolboy error, wasn't it? Nick, just do you, get Nick, rid of do you, it. Nick, do you think uh, just coming back to a point you've said about Maxwell's? Um, propensity to stay on the line. Do you think that's sowing the seeds of doubt amongst the other back four, something you yeah, sort of touched upon before? Do you think that's what's influenced husband there? Put him on? Maybe. Yeah, I think, he, like you say, he's just caught in two minds. He's he, he, he's maybe thought, why has Maxwell not come for it? And then the ball's at his feet. Do I try and control it or do I just Peter K it? And he's ended up doing neither. And I don't think the Luton guy could believe it. He, he's literally... Just, just laid it off to him, and he's kind of had a second gone. Oh right, hang on, and uh, and it's in the back of the net. And again, you know, if you've got a commanding goalie, it doesn't even come down to what James Husband does. You know, that's the first point. And then, and there'll be nobody more gutted than him. You saw the way his head dropped, and that's that's two in two games now where he's he's dropped to Ricket. And again, it just sums the season up, doesn't it? That even if we have. 45 minutes where we, you know, I wouldn't say we were brilliant, but I think it's become such a low bar now that when we're, we're okay, we, we think it's, it's really good. And it's, 
it is probably just okay. But Luton are what are they third in the league? So um, you know it was it was a decent first half, bar that last thirty seconds. And then yeah, you know you're going to be under pressure. And if it if it's uh, an absolute wonder goal where they've put twenty passes together, then you kind of go fair enough. That's why they are where they are. But when you gift it like that, it's just. Mm. It's soul destroying, and I just don't, you know, there was no coming back from then. And, you know, they, they go on to get the third, and, you know, and that's that. And I think the problem is we've not got 90 minutes in. Fiorini's not got 90 minutes in him at the moment. If he did have, who knows? We might be we might be able to see a game out for a, for a draw, maybe. But um, as soon as he tires and goes off, then it, it you know. Game over criminal that he's he's been sat on the bench under McCarthy. Dave Jenkins in the comments has just uh, put an interesting shout out there. We've had a big hole in the midfield for two years. Wintle filled it last season. Uh, Bridcut and Tribal were intended to do that job, but when injured, we've been patching up. Um, Raggy, that's a, that's a fair shout there, isn't it? From Dave. Yeah, it is. And uh, Stuart, Ward, Bridcut, Tribal constantly signing players to do that role. Crocs probably spending 25 grand a week on Crocs players sat on the bench. Gonna sign bleeding Kante play that role for us. But um yeah, it is it's glaring, isn't it? And 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 they obviously know that it's a position they wanted, hence why they've tried to sign all these players for that position. But this is what happens when you uh, you buy cheap, you buy twice or four times in our case. It's, as I said to as I said before it comes back to the summer, Go, yep. goes back to the summer, and the and the managerial appointments, and you you add it all together, and it it's just not healthy, is it? We can't, we cannot make those mistakes again. We can't. It don't matter what league we're in next season. Hopefully, it's in the championship. Um, but we can't make these mistakes again. They have to bring in somebody who's better at the at the transfer market than what we've got it was, or it was what weird. we've had. It was weird, Andy, because in the COVID season, we, we did a lot of business very well and early in the window. And to use one of Tim's phrases, the, the window in last summer, it was the antithesis of, of that period. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's, I'd like to know why they had such a, a shift in policy between those two transfer winners. But you're right, that has to happen. But we've uh, never so felt gone. It might be, um, it, it might be, you know, you, you, you get League One players to get you out of League One and then you get to the Championship, you need better players. I mean, maybe maybe there's levels of boardroom as well. Maybe there's a League One boardroom and a, and a Championship boardroom. All I would say on that, though, and I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying in terms of the recruitment. It, it's It's been a nightmare and it has to change. Um you are up against it a little bit in the championship in terms of you only look at the money Preston are losing every week and there are lots of... T- I know Luton, people will say, well, look at Luton. I think Luton are the exception rather than the rule. Um, there's a lot of teams losing hundreds of thousands a week just to stay in the championship. Um, and that's not... I don't think that's what any of us would want for our football club. But that's when you know we're trying to do it the right way but you're up against a lot of teams who are paying people 15, 20 grand a week, losing all that money. Um, that's why if you're going to try and do it, I say on the cheap, 
sensibly within a budget based on your income and your size of crowds, um, you've got to be very, very good with your recruitment. You know, when you look at Luton and what they've done, they've obviously got some very good scouts, um, you know, the players that they keep bringing in, and that's where we've failed. Um, so that's what we've they've, got. They've obviously got a good, I think they've got quite a good youth system at Luton. Uh, and Panzu, yeah. I was reading, he's played all through the divisions for them. He's yeah. come through the youth and he's played in the non-league and all the way up. So that's And we're still trying to put that right, aren't we, to be fair, to a certain extent, you know, off the pitch. Um, that's not an open thing. Yeah, but we've also, also set, we've got, we need to set our stall out that we are not no, I, just here I'm, to make yeah, numbers like we have done all season. Luton Town believe they should be at the top end of the championship and that's where they are. They got, they'll have to use every resource they've got to stay there in the, in the best way. We... We set off wanting to finish fourth bottom this year, or aiming for fourth bottom. That's what everything pointed towards to me, anyway. Well, that, that's, Allowing that's, what, that's what Appleton said, like like, didn't he? He more or less said outset. that, didn't he? And, no, I know, and, and, they, and, and they allow that because he said it again. As, as a football fan, that's not what you want um, to hear, is it? Well, you, you hear that and you think, well, why am I bothering? Why have I bought my season ticket I, then? I do not know why anybody ever. Would want to talk it's, like it's, that. You know, if that that's position. if that's what you think behind closed Ever. doors, if, fine. If, if, but you don't say that in public. Exactly that. Exactly that. And that's exactly what I said to Brett. And what did they, what the did they say, Raggy, when you said Do that? you believe that in a book? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. So I'll be making it up if I said, tried to say. I can't remember. But it, exactly that. If you believe that behind closed doors, then you believe that behind closed doors. But don't say that. I mean, don't have that. It's we don't need to be. We know we're not Manchester United or Manchester City, and the money's in the crowds. But if it's all about money and crowd, then give all them the trophies now and we'll go home because that's not what it's about. It's about doing the best with what you've got and using every last piece. And uh, the, the the goodwill and the good feeling and fan base of this club is part of that. And you have to have it rocking and buzzing and, and hoping. You can't just take it away and uh, <laughs> aim for four ridiculous if you think about ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. We've only, well, we're only failing by two places, aren't we? So they might think we might hit the might target not yet. Far off. We might, we might hit the target. We might hit the target look at the remaining yet, fixtures. But, uh, yeah. Let's get those ugly mugs out of the way. Um, right, so five games to go. We've got Wigan at home on Saturday. Uh, West Brom at home Tuesday night, the eighteenth. That's that's coming around quick. Birmingham away, twenty second of April. Millwall at home, 28th of April, and probably the toughest game there. Um, the season concludes on Monday, the 8th of May, away at Norwich. Now, if we can get a win tomorrow, will we? Will that momentum take us take us through, Andy? Oh, really? Yeah, we're not it'd, even playing. It'd be great if we get a win tomorrow. Sorry, it means they've moved the pitch. <laughs> 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 you know, when it's Bank Holiday, it, uh, it, it, it throws you out of kilter. It's Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> You're only three days early. You're only three days early. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see. That's how we're staying up. We're sneaking an extra fixture in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we would be bottom if it wasn't for Wigan's points deduction. Um, I did have a quick chat with the Wigan pod today. Um, if you want to go and listen to that, um, I, I gave a few views on our season on the, the Wigan podcast. But um, one interesting stat, Nick, I have been told, is that Wigan have not won away in... 16 games and the only time they've scored two goals <laughs> was guess when when was when was the last time they scored two goals against us correct hold to yeah i mean it's rare we're playing 
somebody with a worse record than us in something, isn't it? Um, and it, you know, it absolutely, absolutely is last chance saloon. We keep saying this, don't we? And it keeps getting prolonged, but, um, you know, we don't get three points on Saturday. That, that is it. Um, I think it's, it's whether Yates plays for me as to whether we can, because without him, I, I just don't see it happening. I know we're going to pour, but we are most of the time as well, aren't we? So, Curtis Tilt's not even playing as well. He's been he's been dropped. Yeah. James McLean, shit hours in it normally. Yeah. Um yeah. Raggy, the the Wigan uh, pod uh producer Barry was asking me about the the um the reduced ticket allocation, so I explained what happened and I, and I said to him, um, the club's made that decision, not the fans, because they were under the impression it was the police had imposed the restrictions after the burn what happened at the Burnley game but no I explained to him what had happened there but um again probably with McCarthy the second of McCarthy it's going to be too little too late in reducing the the away team's allocation yeah after the horse has bolted ridiculous to do that whole season they can say what they want about money I've said this to them no find another way to make that money that's that's just that's not give our players the best chance to stay up they they made their point that day when I was talking there at that uh, meeting. They they can't stand it. Um, so it, a ridiculous decision that's uh, that's cost us big time. Probably cost us our place really when you look at the points in them games as opposed to the ones without it. Um, massive bearing on it. Anyone that says it doesn't, there's, well, there's no point in having home fixtures then because fans do make a difference, and uh, certainly more home fans than away. So- but yeah, Wigan. Three, three point. We've we've got a win, 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 haven't we? We've got to win the next three, and then we might might be able to lose to Millwall to keep Preston out of the playoff, and then go to as, as I look down those fixtures there, Andy, Jerry Yates is the absolute key to this. If if he's if we have Jerry Yates, and if Dobby can somehow muster something from the players, we've got half a chance. But obviously, it starts against against Wigan. How do you see these games go? Let's assume Jerry Yates is fit. How would you see these games going? Do you want heart or head? Head. Yeah, you know, that's 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 simple, isn't it? It's uh, like, I mean, my heart says that we win the next three games. Millwall are coming to town. They'll trip over themselves because they're full of pressure. We we beat them, and and then we go to Norwich and get the draw. Or give them the points just to keep the knobbers out, you know. Um, but like that's what me art me art says, and then me head just says how we're gonna, you know. He's he's absolutely imperative to us, and we set out to attack with with the players that we've we've all spoken about, and we get maybe Rogers in the right place, or we put Anderson on the left, and then. We've got a chance. I mean, like, can Anderson play his best in Ramadan? I don't know. On it, on his, in all honesty, with him fasting in daylight hours, can he play his best? Um, highly unlikely, mm. but I might be wrong. But yeah, you know, unless unless we come up with a magic formula, whether that be Carey and and the person we've not spoken about. Tonight, um, throwing Brad Holmes in Brad there Holmes. and and 
you know, I think it's far fetched to think Brad Holmes can do it in the championship, but like, who knows? He just, he, he might come in, hit, hit an early goal. And, and he's, he's a big lad as well. Fire, he? He's a unit. He's a unit and he's got bags of pace, bags well, of skill. It, and it's a confidence it's a thing, isn't it? Dubby will know all about Brad Holmes. I mean, we don't need to teach him about that, do we? So, like, but hopefully eight is fit. And, um, look, we have no option. We have to attack. We have to attack. We have to have some kind of solidity in that, in that back to come a holding midfield player or whatever it will be. Some kind of solidity there. And we just have to attack. And if they get four, we score five. Holloway away. Raggy, shower us, shower us with Raggy. Yeah. Raggy, shower us with Raggy aid and tell us how we're going to win four out of these five games. Yeah, well, I think it's probably been planned all season just to keep people on edge. It's good for season ticket sales when you get a boost like this at the end of the season. So, yeah, we're going to beat Wigan 3-0. We'll beat West Brom 2-1. Go away to Birmingham. Nicolate winner 1-0. Millwall, nick that late winner live on Sky, all on the pitch, staying up. Go to Norwich and decide what we want to do. If Preston are still hanging about, which they won't be, by the way. If they are, we'll make sure we get beat just enough. And there you go. We'll have a party in Norwich. Nick, over to you. Nick, over to you. Uh, partying in Norwich. On a... I will be partying in Norwich, but I don't think it'll be because we're staying up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be drowning our sorrows. I mean, the, the problem is you look at those stats there, goals per match. What is it? One. And goals conceded per match, 1.6. May I, say, it's I think we've great. conceded the most goals in the championship. So, we'll see, you know, over the course of all of those games, we've we've conceded more than we've scored all season. So, all of a sudden, it, it, it needs to be turned on its head. And, that, and that's the big ask for me, really, particularly if we don't have Jerry Yates up front. Um, so, I want to believe, and I will I will have my dose of Raggiade too, but... Um, I just no point not is there no point not believe what's the point in thinking we're going to lose him let's just think we're going to win this is the whole point isn't it if the club had set off like this at the start of the season like our aim is to win the championship there might yeah. be a different mindset fingers crossed <laughs> right we're going to do it one game at a time can't we yeah <laughs> we can't, we can't, we're not going to ju- suddenly jump to the Norwich game we've got to do it one game at a time if we beat Wigan get some confidence that overflows into the West Brom game. We start, you know, we all know what day it is on, you know, what's happening in the day on Tuesday, right? That would just, with a load of confidence from a win against Wigan, that would just create mayhem again, you know, in, in a positive environment against West, West Brom. And then we suddenly, t- we, we, we suddenly take in three or four thousand to Birmingham then, aren't we? And, and we, and, and, and then it all yeah. just takes off. And I know we're, we sound a bit far-fetched, but it's it, it can only come. And if Dobby can inspire us one win against Wigan, then it can all move forward from there. And it can just... Look, who believed? Who believed under Holloway we'd, we'd get those those wins? Dobby was part of that. Mm. Who believed? Like, the players did. The players sure did. Holloway did. And he got us believing and dreaming and... and, and we had a dream and we made it come true. And so, like, look. Yeah. You can't have a dream. dream. Can't have a dream. 
Right, gents, on that note, I think we'll we'll call it a day. Um I'll just uh bring the outro music out there. But yeah, please do uh subscribe to the channel if you've enjoyed this and many other podcasts we've done this season, like the video and all that bollocks. Um yeah, so we'll be coming back after the Wigan game. We'll all be down in pints of Reggae we're going to get the positivity going into it, hanging off the balcony at the armfield, and we're going to we beat Wigan 3 1. Quickly get your predictions in, Raggy. Andy. 3 0. Nick. Nail biting 1 0. <laughs> awesome. Right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for your company this evening. On Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for downloading it up the pool. Come on, we can still do it. Up the pool. Up the Raggy. Up the pool. <laughs>